so I didn't watch the uh, Liverpool Man U game, but I had never seen such jerseys before in my life on Liverpool as I when I saw the highlights. Oh, the blue ones? Yeah. Yeah, that's been their away jersey all season. Huh. You've seen the Man U like zigzag ones this year, right? Maybe. Oh, they're horrible. Let me look at this picture. Oh, that's that's terrible. They're like zebras. They're, yeah. But like a zebra on a Nintendo 64. <laughs> Nintendo 64! Howdy, it's Monday, May 17th, 2021, and this is episode 149 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined as always by Craig Stone. That's good, Craig. How many hours are we from Atlantic City? I mean, you are five less than I am, but ooh, uh, let me let me think here. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and a half. Yeah, two and a half days. It's like six, 60 hours. Glad we did that math in our heads to start ooh, the show. Boy. All right, so 1949, Atlantic City hosted the 46th annual United States Bowling Congress Open Championships. 46 lanes were set up in Boardwalk Hall to make it the largest bowling alley in the world. And uh, you have a great picture linked from historicimages.com. The Congress Open Championships were 57 days long. 30,000 bowlers were expected to attend. And the only time since it started in 1901 that it was in AC. And you say it's going on right now in Las Vegas. That's what it says. 57 days. That's like, like, like does it ever end? It seems that's like a long fifth of the year. You know, it ends and then they're already like getting ready for the next one. Do you know, like, the logistics of how this works? Because it just seems preposterous. Is it just, like, you show up anytime and just, like, bowl some and then leave? So it does seem sort of like that. <laughs> like, it talks about how the first bowlers were from Syracuse, and it was just, like, some teams came to be the first bowlers. It's, like, there are probably a bunch of events, and, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the World Series of Poker, where there's, like, a billion events, and you can you know, be there for as long or as short as you want. Just, like, roll up and, well, literally roll up and, uh, <laughs> you know do your series or whatever and just get out of here and then it's like no one can take two months off of work or whatever so to bowl maybe bowlers can maybe bowlers don't have jobs i don't know that's how you get really good at bowling is you just don't work did you know craig i was in a bowling league for a long time i did know that so mm. are you so sad that there's no bowling alley like uh at the showboat anymore? At, at, at the showboat that's what part should reopen showboat casino and bowling center or whatever it was called yeah <laughs> yeah they should so we mentioned Vegas. Should we talk about the big change that's happened in Vegas this past week? Put put it on me, Craig. I want to hear your takes. Basically, Vegas is mask optional now following the update from the CDC. And if you have been living under a rock, the CDC guidance is that if you've been vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask basically anywhere. Nevada quickly followed up with saying, we'll observe that. And the casinos quickly followed up saying... Okay, here's the deal. We're not going to require masks for our staff or patrons anymore who are vaccinated. And uh, we're not going to be asking anybody their vaccination status. So basically, masks are optional. I'll link to an article that has a win statement that says, The resort trusts guests to take the appropriate precautions based on their personal vaccination status. So basically, yeah, it's optional. So they're not going to be like, you know, asking you to show your vaccine card or anything like that, which I know there was some concern about way back in the day when people were first getting vaccinated. So, do we have hot takes? Is this fine, good, terrible, killing everyone's grandparents? What's the deal? I don't know. I'm kind of curious to hear your your take before mine, because as always, I think mine's going to be pretty moderate. So, I want to hear your fire. 
I think it's fine. It's not February anymore when the numbers are crazy high and it's really hard to get a vaccine. Like at this point, if you can make it to a casino, you can probably make it to some vaccine walk-in center, which are available in many places in the state of New Jersey. I'm assuming all over the country. There's one in Atlantic City. So, you know, if you're vaccinated and protected, seems like you should be fine with this. That's a very, that's a very mild take. I'm, I'm quite surprised. So lukewarm. I know. Let's just tease this out a little bit more, just because I'm curious. So you say that more or less this is okay with you simply because this is like a leisure activity. No one's being forced to do this. So you basically know what you're getting into when you go? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I guess like the one argument that I would hear is like, you know, are there workers who can't get vaccinated for whatever reason? Like that is the only thing I can think of. Or, you know, all the kids in the casino, because if you're under 12, you can't get vaccinated. So if you're going to be at the casino around a bunch of 10 year olds, so if you're going to Harris in Atlantic City, then you should have to wear a mask. Is it different for you than in, say, a supermarket or something that it, it may not be as optional to go to? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. The New Jersey governor today said the ma- mask mandate staying in New Jersey. So we, there will not be mask-free Atlantic City for us this weekend. The travel advisory is lifted. So if you're coming from out of state, you no longer have to quarantine. I know everybody who's coming to Atlantic City from out of state was actually just quarantining in their room. For the they first 10 that. days while, yep. while they came. Yeah. And then the, like starting day 11, they could go play the slots uh, unless they got tested, in which case day eight. So you don't have to do that anymore. Thankfully, you can just first day you get there, you can <laughs> go to the slots. So that's good. But yeah, his argument was, you know, people are going to the supermarket. It's not fair to the workers to have to be figuring out who's vaccinated or not. Like that's impossible. But for something like a casino or like, I don't know, a bar. <laughs> this seems like th- things that are more optional. I mean, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, because that's what I do, and that's what I like. Because I know you agree with me 100%. <laughs> I I agree with you, like, not quite 100%, but pretty thoroughly. But uh, casino employees especially, like, they have the kind of schedules. It, it would be tough, and from the time it well and truly became, like, available to get a vaccine to now like people probably aren't quote-unquote fully vaccinated per the cdc that's a good point like i'm not fully vaccinated for another like 13 hours right that would be my one just bit of pushback just playing devil's advocate against what you're saying but i think just from a policy perspective it may have been better to do what some states were doing and most of them i think have dropped this and pretty much let it be a free-for-all but saying like once we get to x percent of eligible people vaccinated we're going to drop the guidance and say masks are now totally optional or whatever instead of just doing it like really all of a sudden where i don't know if you saw but the day before this basically the cdc director went out and was like very combative about like the mask guidance or whatever. And then the very next day, they said it was mask optional, basically, for vaccinated people. I agree with that. If there's one big complaint, it's that the suddenness of it. There was confusion even in New Jersey until the governor made a statement of, does this apply? Like, are we allowed to now go to the supermarket without a mask on if we're vaccinated? And like, there wasn't any clarification until today. So I agree. The suddenness of it is is very odd. I could see something like that where you say, you know, once you get to whatever it is, 50% or 60%, then it's like, okay. Yeah, 60 or 70 were like the usual ones that states were trying to do, I think. But. Yeah, or even or even to say, you know, once appointments have been mm-hmm. so readily available for two weeks or something, or a month yeah. or something like that. But Or, or like I think DC was doing like once community spread dropped below a certain point or whatever. But I actually basically think this is probably okay. I, I don't think I'm terribly 
risk averse, obviously. I am on a gambling podcast. and <laughs> I mean, I'm on a gambling podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you are pretty risk averse. <laughs> but like, I've been going to work for a long time. I went to work last summer, more or less as well. And it was optional for me. I just like to do it, like to get out of the house. But uh, it seems strange to just go from like 100 back to or zero to 100 immediately, like all at once. And like, I would go to Vegas now, but how comfortable would I really be? Like, I don't know, not 100% comfortable. But I think the science basically says that the US is doing mostly fine in terms of coronavirus. So it's probably okay. But it seems sudden. That's That's my one complaint. Yeah, I think the suddenness makes it sort of feel wrong. And especially because I don't know what it's like around you, but around here, everybody wears masks everywhere. Like, it's weird to see someone really? even outside without a mask on. It's pretty No, weird. here, pretty much no one wears masks outside, which I think is correct. Like, if I were in New York City, I don't think I'd wear a mask outside. I think it's, there's no scientific reason to do that. Right. And so, so I, so I feel that way. Like, there is no scientific reason to do it. And still, like, it feels very weird not to because everyone else is. And so, like, mm-hmm. th- that's part of this also is like, Going from that, which seems so, it's such a part of your life, to, I don't need to wear this at the casino or at the supermarket. Like, that's such a big change. And so it does feel weird. And so it's like, it feels weird and it feels wrong, but I don't, I can't explain why it's wrong. Like, certainly it seems like it should be fine. Because, you know, yeah. if you're fully vaccinated. So I don't know. I mean, we've gone more into this than probably we need to, but. No, I, I would have liked to see maybe, you know, we're going to wait for, let's say a month, but this is going to happen soon. Like, I think that would have been maybe a better statement but i think scientifically speaking this is totally defensible and it's probably really okay i mean i'm sure someone's going to email us or you know post in the comments on the on the blog saying you know shove your whatever is up your ass i'm going to turning stone or <laughs> indeed <laughs> but no like some something about like you know here's the reason why this is terrible and you should everybody should still be wearing masks or whatever and it's something i'm overlooking and also oh, no, but i don't i just can't think of anything I'm quite quite positive that, as with most of my political opinions, I've completely alienated people on both sides, which is what I always aim to do. It's a good strategy. Because I'm sure that the mask lovers hate me and the mask haters also hate me, which is which is good. That's exactly where I want to be. Yeah, I, I have to say that I, when the CDC stuff first came out, the idea of being mask-free in the casinos, I was super excited about it. It's going to be just like old times. But I mean, it didn't really bother me when I was there in April to have to wear the mask. It wasn't horrible or anything. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like probably like a bit of Stockholm syndrome or whatever, but like it just doesn't bother me at all to wear a mask. So, right. I mean, I was, but the other thing is like we were wearing masks on the boardwalk and it's like, why? Like that's dumb. <laughs> what I do have to say, and speaking of the science, I hope they get rid of all of the, like you can still keep the tables if you want and like whatever. This is something I'm ambivalent on, but keep them four tops for now for another couple months if you want to. But like, Get rid of all the plexiglass. I think the science actually says that that, that is actively bad for oh, really? it increases spread. So Yeah, let's get rid of that then. Let's do it. Because you need ventilation is the best thing against that. And you hard to have ventilation when there's like barriers up everywhere that does not let air move. <laughs> Breathing in a little box is not good. Yeah, it's not good. So all right. get rid of the plexiglass, please. That's the mask talk. Plexiglass free Atlantic City, please. Uh, I'm sure there will still be plenty of plexiglass, unfortunately. I don't know. Was there a lot there when you went? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a ton. I mean, it's not, it wasn't that intrusive. Well, at the slots, I'm at the tables, it was pretty weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you didn't do any tables, right? So they were all really expensive and crowded. So I just didn't, didn't even bother. So speaking of things moving slowly, bars and buffets haven't really been open in that much. Video poker bars, it seems, are mostly open. I did tweet at Hard Rock and say, hey, are the bar tops at the center bar and the lobby bar open? And they ignored you, but Jim from New York or Chauncey from New York or whatever we want to call him. Yeah, he responded saying, yes, they are, which is great. 
So thank you, Jim, for being better than Hard Rock's social media. But buffets are eligible to open. None of the buffets that were closed before are open now. So like Borgata, Tropicana, Golden Nugget, and Harris all not reopened yet. And then some of the bars we talked about last episode or restaurants that are really bar focused are not open. So some of those not exhaustive lists are Sunroom at Borgata, Gypsy Bar at Borgata, Olan, Okache, Rira. R- Rira seems kind of weird. I guess it's bar focused, but that's been closed. That is weird. Um, there are a couple other random things, like there's an Asian restaurant at Tropicana that's still closed, and the I think the noodle bar is takeout only <laughs> at Tropicana. So it's kind of strange how much stuff is closed there, but they also do have probably more dining options than anywhere else. I don't know. I mean, do you think it's just staffing that like this stuff can't open that fast because they don't have anyone on hand to do it? I mean, I think that speaking of politics, there's been a lot of politicization of, of how hard it is for some restaurants to find employees that are ready and willing to work for like what the restaurant owners feel are normal restaurant wages and yeah that's true there's a variety of reasons that people are speculating that could be but it's possible that that difficulty finding people that want to do it is could be part of it but i think it's probably a bit more that just they don't think it's going to be super profitable to have these open yet so yeah i mean the other thing is so the the 100 capacity or, or whatever it's not really 100 because social distancing still has to mm-hmm. be in place but that actually does not change until Thursday. So it's yeah. possible that some of this stuff just feels it's not even worth opening. And you think that that's basically going to mean like probably like 75% capacity or something in, in real life or something like and, that. And it's just, I mean, the six foot thing is just much harder to enforce. And yeah, I mean, I've actually eaten inside at restaurants at a restaurant that the six foot is just like, this is so clearly not six feet <laughs> between tables. <laughs> so what a I, rebel. It's uh, that was before I was vaccinated. Oh my, my goodness. goodness. Now all the my mask takes make sense. I know. You're actually just an anti-masker. Anti-max, anti-vax. It's true. I'm not anti-vax. I am vaccinated. According to the CDC, you are not vaccinated for another 13 hours or that's, whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. Until whatever, 1145 tomorrow, I think. You, sir, have to wear a mask for 13 more hours. Yeah. Yeah, I see Andrew was like, oh, you, you don't need to wear a mask now. I was like, technically, I still do. <laughs> and she's like, oh my goodness. Anyways. Should we talk about our trip that's coming up in some number of hours? Un- indeterminate number of hours? Yeah, 60-ish hours. Not not for you. It's more like... Yeah, I think it's probably like 62 hours for you and like 67 hours for me. Let's go with that. That's what the people need to hear. How many hours will be there until we right Until we arrive. Yeah, it'll be like 62 for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll arrive right around lunchtime. Granted, when this episode posts, we'll have already been back for like 12 <laughs> yeah, hours. Pro- so. Probably. <laughs> Given the rate of turnaround that we've had recently. Not my fault that you've been doing work. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway, what do you want to get out of this trip? I mean, I'm mostly just excited to go and hang out with people that are not my <laughs> my direct relatives. Your kids? Yeah, my kids. <laughs> Is that wrong? I, I think that's fine. Yeah, I just—I mean, it just—it really does feel like I haven't really seen friends in 15 months. I mean, that it's crazy, and I feel like that can't be true. But I—it does seem like anything that I've done has been family related like even if i've seen people it's been like our kids meeting other kids and stuff Mm. like that so i mean you can only blame yourself surely you have friends in hoboken you can meet for lunch or something right (laughs) surely i have friends in hoboken (laughs) go into the city meet some people i think it's fine i don't know i never met anybody up here i've lived here for 10 years and i just you know no socializing for me so (laughs) sounds like a personal problem (laughs) move back to maryland it's true I mean, yeah, a big part of it. It does feel weirdly like it's, uh, in my mind, I've like built it up like almost a Vegas trip of like, this is some long overdue <laughs> thing, which it is overdue. 
And you're going to be meeting me and Paul, to be clear. Andy, who knows? I, I don't know. He's what the latest on him is. I mean, if he hasn't responded by now, I can't imagine he's going to go. Last I heard, like two weeks ago, it's like Dave and Andy are like, yeah, we're both really serious about this or whatever. But as you say, if they haven't responded, they're not going. I don't know what's, what the deal is with that. So one of my goals, you know, since I am spending way too much time thinking about like what the best possible option is for every second that we're in Atlantic City. So one of my mm-hmm. goals is not to overthink every, everything, uh, which is funny because now we're going to talk about all these possible things and I'll overthink everything. So I'm trying to just take it more in stride and think like, what would be fun to do right now while we're in Atlantic City? That's not a correct thing. No, it's really not. I mean, I do have some lists, some stuff that like I definitely want to do. We <laughs> talked about the seed. That's like on the list. That's right. I'm I'm happy to go as soon as Paul gets in. We'll get there right when it opens on Friday. When is Paul getting in on Friday? Probably midday, I would think. Okay. Noonish. Oh, that early? Yeah, I would have thought. He's not. He's, so he's taking off Friday, or yeah, yeah. Oh, he should come up Thursday night then. He should hear this podcast and then totally change his whole plans and come up Thursday night. Hear this podcast after <laughs> he's back because yeah. it won't be posted till then. It's funny, before the pandemic, I had talked about, or I don't know if I'd ever said it on the podcast, but I had kicked around the idea of really limiting my gambling budget to like something like 100 bucks a night or something or 150 bucks a night. And then that would really force me to not get in this mode of just hopping from machine to machine or table to table and then going to another casino and gambling, which is what we tend to do when it's just you and I on a trip. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like that that would hopefully force me to experience some of the other stuff in Atlantic City. But since it's been so long, I want to go do some of the stuff that we used to do, like casino hop and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I, so it's it's sort of a weird, in my mind, t- tug of war <laughs> about what I actually want out of this trip. And I, I don't really know, but I think just the fact that it's happening is is so nice that maybe there's no wrong answer, except just indecisiveness, which will ruin everything. <laughs> The only wrong answer is not having an answer. I think that's the perfect answer, not having an answer. Just on the fly. It's land shark, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and drinks. That's that's the only wrong answer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd give it another try, maybe, one day. We are staying at resorts. We talked it up. It's true. Uh, so are you staying at resorts? Yeah, so we talked about that off the show, between the shows. So I'm booked at resorts for Thursday. You're booked at resorts Thursday and Friday. I have the option to switch to Hard Rock. I actually don't know if I have the option at this point anymore. Or I actually snagged a My Vegas Monday through Thursday comp night for whatever loyalty points. I have infinite loyalty points, so it's basically free. And if I don't use it, it doesn't matter. So I was trying to think like, you know, I rarely get a chance to stay for free at Borgata. Do I want to make the switch from resorts to Borgata? But I don't know, like if you're staying at resorts, even if we're going to spend a decent amount of time gambling at Borgata, it's just hard to see the value in staying there beyond like to be able to say I'm staying at Borgata. I don't necessarily disagree. I just wanted to make it clear to you when we were talking that if you did want to stay in Borgata, because it is certainly a nicer room, like I'm planning on going out there maybe Friday anyway, because I have a lot of free play. And that seems like Friday morning because I doubt Paul really wants to go to Borgata. He does want to go to Borgata, he said. Oh, he does. He would like to go to Borgata Friday. So like he could okay. meet us there or whatever. Sure. That's fine. So yeah, we can sort of plan on that. But he, but even then, like even if we were like waking up and going to Borgata first thing Friday, I'm then switching to Ocean. So it would just be so much easier to wake up, check out of resorts, throw my crap in your room until I'm mm-hmm. ready to check in at Ocean. Yep. Meaning until Paul checks in at Ocean and I can put my right, stuff in the right. room that we're sharing. Because you're not actually <laughs> checking in at Ocean. 
Right. And so it sort of saves me any sort of like weird transition. Whereas otherwise the plan would be to like get in Thursday, put my stuff in your room, hang out on the boardwalk for a bit. And then I would head over to Borgata later and check in later. And I just know myself and that would like stress me out until I'm checked in and and whatever at Borgata. So I just don't think that's worth it. So I'm not going to do that. Stand at resource. But, you know, we do have a bunch of free play and stuff at Borgata. So we are planning to head there. I have literally up to $1,000 free play, which really means (laughs) $40 because that's my minimum. And no one in the history of the world has ever gotten more than the minimum right. these deals. <laughs> yeah, mine's 20 to 1,000. It's like, okay, yeah. so I'm just marking that down as the minimum. But they're also giving me like another 20, I think another 25 for the M-Life transition. They just sent everybody some free play. So I have 25 yeah. for that and 20 for, for my normal offers, and, or sorry, 20 to 1,000. And then we both have 25 comp dollars, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a decent amount of free I have money. 40, 40 to 1,000 plus another 40. And actually, at Hard Rock, I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to go. Uh, maybe we'll go Thursday night and see. But I either have, I think it's like 20 plus another 20 to 1,000, but it's very unclear because it just looks like a lot of my rewards are duplicated on the website. So yeah. it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah, at Hard Rock, I have 10 slot dollars every night. Then Thursday, I can get either a hard rock grilling apron and digital thermometer mm. or $10 in free play. I mean, anytime you have a chance to get a grilling apron and a digital thermometer, you've got to take it. Yeah. I mean, they're really giving away how much they value that apron and digital thermometer when the alternative is $10 in free play. <laughs> I have to say I got like a grill set from, I'm pretty sure it was hard rock and it is literally the lowest quality thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, the apron, like, I would probably use it. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I like, I don't know. I can't imagine and that it's that's worth a digital thermometer. It seems difficult to mess up, frankly. I so. already have two, and that's one more yeah. than I need. So, oh, no, actually, we gave one to Andrew's parents because they didn't have one or something. I don't know. So now I only have one. I need, I need a backup. I have one. Can't believe I'm surviving here with one digital thermometer. When I'm cooking meat and stuff, I use the old-fashioned non-digital oh, nice. one. Just stick it in there and let it cook with the meat. Then you really need a digital thermometer. When I had a very brief foray into bread baking, I had to use my digital thermometer to make sure, you know, my mix was the right temperature at all times. I see. Uh, So you know all about the value of a good hard rock digital thermometer. Extremely brief foray into bread baking. Is there any other free play that we're being offered that's worth seeking out or no? I've got a lot from Caesars, I think. I have nothing from any Caesars Casino. Zero dollars and zero zero cents. You know, I've got that Wolfgang Puck grill that you're so covetous of at Ocean on uh, Friday. Oh, man. It's a beautiful Wolfgang Puck grill. Looks nice. You know, they cl- closed his uh, Borgata restaurant, and now all of a sudden you get his grill at Ocean. Uh, what are they I'm trying gonna, to tell us? I'll tell you. I'm sure we'll be there on Friday, and I will be in line to pick that up. I don't know if you remember the very last thing I've done in Atlantic City is get a shop back at Ocean, and then I left, so... Did you really get a shop back? Yeah, man. That's hilarious. I didn't. I thought that you were very, like, averse to even getting the shitty gifts, but now here we... Well, I don't have a shop back, so it's, they're great. Luckily, my basement hasn't flooded yet, but shop backs are great for when things flood, <laughs> so... Awesome. My favorite is that... I, so we're staying at resorts. I have t- a $10 offer, slot dollars, not every day, once any day. So over a span of three days, I will one time have 10 slot dollars at, at resorts. 
which makes me very happy that they're like, mm, you can have 10 slot dollars, but don't be trying to double up on us. It was, you're staying here Thursday. I don't think you're going to get here early Thursday <laughs> yeah, and get, get another Thursday $10 after you check out Friday. That's not going to happen. One time. Yeah, $25 every day at resorts. $25 more or less oh every day goodness. at Motion. I have, uh, who knows at Hard Rock? I th- I think it's probably $40, but it's it's hard to know because their website is confusing. Yeah. $40 every day at Caesars, pretty much, with some 40 to 1000s mixed in. Although I think I might have another 40 on top of that at Caesars, too. It's hard, it's hard to know. It's Nothing's ever put in one place that's easy to read, so. Yeah, so you probably have dining at Hard Rock, too, right? It doesn't say online, but when I got my June mailer, it said I had fifty dollars in dining at yeah, Hard Rock. I'm assuming so. I get twenty five every single month, so I'm assuming you have the same for May when you swipe yeah. at a kiosk. So we can probably, you know, snag some food at the Hard Rock at some point. Seventy five dollars worth of <laughs> White House Sugar Factory, <laughs> red, white, and blue pancakes, or whatever the heck they have. Giant fish. Are we going to go to Gilchrist? Oh, you can't here. use the dining credits at Sugar Factory. Are we going to go to Gilchrist? That's a good question. I mean, one option is certainly to, you know, stroll down the boardwalk, booze in hand, because there's drinking on the boardwalk allowed. Not like before, you could could not drink on the boardwalk. They would send Absolutely you straight not. to jail, Atlantic City style, do not pass go. That's right. Do not collect $200. Literally, that is what that square is named after. People drinking on the boardwalk? <laughs> yes. In the Atlantic City game? It's like, are you drinking at Park Place and the boardwalk? <laughs> not inside the valleys i mean i do like the novelty of of walking down the boardwalk with a drink sounds great except that when i was there last time it's not like there were just a bunch of places set up where you could just wander over and be like yeah i'll take a beer to go the only place i saw that was the steel pier so good job steel pier so what happened to that one restaurant that had the really funny name that was like three restaurants in oh, the yeah, last two years the, the sandy's shoes oh yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I think that's done. Sandy's Hose. Yeah, and then there was like the American <laughs> Craft Beer Joint in Hungary. Yeah. That's gone. Uh, you know I, what I, I, really... I don't know if we'll make it to Gilchrist. That's a good question. You know what I'd actually really like, and this is, you know, obviously striking against Gilchrist, is to not step foot in Tropicana this trip. Oh, that would really make me happy. So, So Paul had suggested that we could, you and I, since we're staying two nights, try to hit every casino in Atlantic City and in the... Absolutely not. I will not be <laughs> stepping foot in Tropicana or Golden Nugget. No ever. Golden Nugget. When was the last time you were in Golden Nugget? It's probably been years. I'm saving myself for Harrah's for when I can actually stay there. That's a good point. I feel like I need to just build it up a little more before I go to Harrah's. So basically, you're only setting foot in Borgata. Borgata and the other boardwalk casinos. Yeah. I'm going to need some convincing to go to Bally's. I will go before you get there. That's fine. I'll probably go to Caesars before you get there, too. Oh, I'll hit those, too, while you're en route. Yeah, I guess, like, I don't, I don't have anything against Caesars, but I just don't really feel any need to go there. I mean, it's a good place to play, you know, video poker. It really is. That is true. Yeah, that's true. The only reason I would step foot, I mean, I actually like Tropicana. I know that you're right. The, the Asia room's nice in Caesars, too, frankly. The thing that I would go to Tropicana for is just because I want to walk down the boardwalk, but I guess I could just walk down the boardwalk and then walk straight back. <laughs> supposed to be nice. We man, can nice walk, walk to the Atlantic Club. Lucy's Elephant. Yeah. Lucy the Elephant. Down to Margate. That's true. So we mentioned Gilchrist. Is there anything else that you want to eat at? You're picking dinner on Thursday. Where are we going? So I feel like there's some obvious options. Uh-huh. Podcast sponsor, Chickies and Pete's. 
If that's unfortunately, I can't. I can't go. I know you're like. There's like a force field around Tropicana. You won't. I do. Be yeah. Either of the cafes, rainforest or Hard Rock. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't feel feel very good about either of those either. Frankly, I actually like Hard Rock Cafe as I mentioned. But I would not. I wouldn't go to a rainforest. I, one option is like a total dive, right? I mean, we've done mm-hmm. Tony's Baltimore Grill, but like Ducktown Tavern, Atlantic we, City I, Bar and Grill. All right. How about this? After dinner. On Thursday, we will go to Ducktown Tavern and get a beer. I think that's a good idea. I feel like it's ridiculous that it hasn't happened yet. Ducktown Tavern, though, is like over by Caesars, right? Yeah, it's near Caesars. I think maybe even a little bit south of Caesars or whatever on the boardwalk. Or it's not on the boardwalk, but, you know, it's a couple blocks. It's near, like, Boardwalk Hall. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, other options would be, like, just somewhere we've never gone that's not in a casino, like Angelo's Fairmont Tavern. We've mentioned many times. There's some place on Yelp, highly rated Los Amigos Mexican Restaurant. Which I've seen all the time, and I just assume is a complete dump because it's like a bright yellow, very narrow building right over by the outlets, and like there's mm. no way that's any good, and people love it. But I don't know, like Mexican. I mean, is that really what I'm going to be in the mood for? I don't know. I, I love Mexican, so I'm always down. I mean, I feel like if we want to lock in, you just spending all day in in the rendezvous tower or bathroom again. Yeah, good point. We're just gonna go to Dunkin'. We're gonna get some <laughs> egg and cheese croissants and call it a day. I mean, I will at some point get a a croissant, absolutely not, everything bagel with some sausage, egg, and cheese on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're asking a very indecisive person to make a decision about dinner, so that's tough. Uh, I just said that you were you were choosing. I'd be down for, like, Angelo's. It sounds fine. Yeah, somewhere kind of in that in that realm. Los Amigos sounds fine. I feel like we have a decent list and we can sort of just see what we're in the mood for at the time. We could always ask friends of the pod, Bill and Eleanor, if they have any suggestions. I bet they have some good good ideas. Yeah, like places we've never even heard of. Yeah. We should ask them if we're going to the uh, whatever on Friday. The Seed? The Seed, yes. A living beer project. You have to say the whole name. Yes. Do you think that's like innuendo? I didn't feel good saying The Seed, so yeah. probably. No, I never feel good saying it. <laughs> if they had called it, you know, like uh, something about creation of beer or insemination of beer. <laughs> 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 Anyways, that's enough of that. We're planning to do that Friday. couple options for dinner. You know, obviously we could go anywhere from the seed, but I mean, we could sort of do a Chuck buffet. Not eat, you know, real dinner. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, mm. grab something somewhere in the afternoon before we go to the seed so that we're not, you know, all drunk face. Smart. After the seed and possibly a little water and then go grab some something at Bore on the way back to the boardwalk. The problem is, again, with the Chuck buffet in Atlantic City. The Chuck Buffet, for those of you who don't know, is basically just in Vegas, walking down the strip and popping in anywhere that looks good and get it, sitting at the bar and getting some food and then moving on to the next, named after famous podcaster Chuck Monster, no longer podcaster. The problem with that in Atlantic City is like so many places close at 10 in the casinos. So there's not a whole lot of options if you're still hungry because you've just been eating nothing but appetizers at like 11 o'clock. So it seems like you're you're taking a risk of not getting real food. But I guess that's why Dunkin' Donuts exists. That's right. Rudy's Dinette. Toasted coconuts ready for you. So am I going to buy just a dozen to- toasted coconut donuts right as soon as we get there? <laughs> I should uh, I should call up resorts and be like, can you just have a, to- a dozen toasted coconut donuts yeah. on my bed? Call your host. Yeah. On a, a bed on like a layer of rose petals <laughs> and just gently place the donuts on the bed before no, I don't get there. Gently just-, just like crush them and like smear them everywhere so it's just the full effect of i'll be doing the crushing and smearing thank you very much (laughs) it's not the same if someone else does it it's like i need champagne and 13 glasses one for me (laughs) and one for each donut this is taking a weird turn 
I know. I blame the seed. Makes me perhaps even more comfortable than the seed. (laughs) Oh, boy. So what about you? I mean, are there any places you're like eager to go, places that you want to revisit that you haven't been to in 15 months or longer? You know me. I just always want to go to Piccolo Wings, but... That's on the Chuck Buffet, man. That seems like it should be the first stop before we even go to the seed. Oh, their wings are good, and their beer is cold. I wonder what their other food is like. I bet they have a $3 cheeseburger that's like an amazing bare bones, exactly the kind of cheeseburger you need with some Coors Light. Do you know what does not have good food at all? Don't say it. Irish pub. I hate you. Why would you sully the good name of the Irish pub? You can like it, but the food is bad. I love the Irish pub. That's a place that uh, ventilation, I don't think. Oh, no, you would. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're getting something. Coronavirus is like if you're lucky, frankly. (laughs) The ceilings are like six and a half feet tall. Piccolo's perfect. It's like the doors are open all the time anyway, and it's just like this huge cube, concrete cube. I mean, you know that that, like, cinder block isn't keeping any air out anyway, so... That's true. We have planned absolutely nothing. We've just talked completely, you know, out of our asses for 20 minutes. You've made made me excited to start planning a bit more, though. Oh, that's good. Yeah? We'll have to figure out dinner Thursday, figure out dinner Friday. That's really what needs to be done. I have one question. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go to the Lucky Sneak? Remind me of what that is. It's the arcade at the showboat. Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh, come on. I will not. That's also in the list of things I will not step foot in. Like, I want to have a fun time. I don't want to be depressed. (laughs) You don't even want to just go in and, like, look at it? No. You do it and just relay back to me how depressing it is. I'll probably just forget that it even exists. Last time I went in the showboat, I'm just like, it made me sad. And it just made me not want to go to Atlantic City anymore. (laughs) Because something so beautiful could become something so terrible. I mean, I love arcades, but the problem is it's totally just going to look exactly like the old showboat casino floor, and no amount of good arcade games can make up for the fact that it's not a casino anymore. I mean, if it has like 25 cent Simpsons, it's a pretty good way to spend your time. That's but true. Is that the most classic arcade game? Maybe I'm yes? Surely not. Oh, it's pretty good. You know, there's the old stuff like Frogger and Space Invaders and stuff. There's a place in Glen Burnie that has an arcade and very cheap beer especially rolling rock as one does in you know the general maryland pennsylvania area yeah yeah i played some uh some tapper there for oh, quite a while tapper is excellent tapper is a very fun game to play at a bar also miss pac-man possibly not just the best arcade game of all time maybe the best video game of all time that it's only if it has the speed up chip though if you're playing regular slow speed it sucks but most arcades they've got it sped up this is now the miss pac-man podcast let's talk about how hot miss pac-man is what a honey. She's got that bow in her hair. <laughs> I know what you like. They have the giant uh, Pac-Man at, at the Lucky Snake, the world's largest Pac-Man, which apparently like every arcade and casino has the world's largest Pac-Man in quotes. Yeah. Because they're all the same is, size. Is there still one at uh, Wild Wild West? I don't know. Because it used to be there, right? Yeah, I'd be sort of interested to walk through Wild Wild West now that it's Caesars. Oh, I will I will be there. Yeah. I can relay back to you. Uh, anything else for this trip? We should probably wrap up the discussion before we actually go on the trip while we still have time to I mean, make it. You would have to agree it'd be more fun just to talk about our trip for the next 60 hours instead of going to work and stuff, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, dealing with kids and stuff. That would be great. I don't know if it's the best content, but it'd make us happy. And isn't that what this podcast is about? Yeah, just making up stuff as we go. Sounds great. Should we talk April data now that we're going to go provide some May data to the casinos? Hopefully some negative May data. Hope, hopefully Resorts has a very bad month in May. 
just paying us millions, which they cannot afford, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, April data is out, as you point out so hopefully in the uh, the notes. There is an infinite increase year over year since the casinos were closed in April. I also expect an infinite increase for Q2, which will be good. It's going to be amazing. I don't know. The, the big standouts, well, the big negative standout is there's only two casinos that lost money and Tropicana basically was flat it was down 0.18 percent so we can call that essentially flat but borgata was down 17 percent from march yes uh from march though they had the what was supposed to be a short cutover where they were going to be switching from their borgata cards to the real mgm cards and it seemed like they had some problems during it so i think that went on a bit longer than they expected but uh they were down 17 percent uh which is not very good every other casino was up the amazing thing was how close Hard Rock was to Borg. And then I realized that Borg did have those issues where you couldn't actually play at the casino for a couple nights. But still, 35.2 million for Hard Rock's a very, very good number. It's their best non-summer month by quite a bit. I did for a split second. I went back to our like, oh, hard, you know, Hard Rock could have a month better than Borgata after we saw it for one day when it opened. But, you know, I don't, I, I'd be shocked if that actually happens because I think that this is quite an anomaly for Borgata. But uh, still, I think good sign for Hard Rock. Ocean, I think, was sort of in line with their last month, which we didn't think was all that great for them. It was just 22.1 million, so they're 13 million behind Hard Rock. Harris actually jumped over Tropicana for fourth, so Harris had 20.75. So Ocean sort of, it seems like they've sort of been cut away from the, the top you know, Borg and Hard Rock and they're getting dragged back into the into the pack of Harrows and, and Tropicana and Caesars and and them. So kind of interesting from that perspective, just because Ocean had done so well, you know, leading up into the pandemic and then coming out of the pandemic. But we'll see if that keeps up. Otherwise I don't I don't think there's really too much to talk about. No, I I think Harrah's is a big standout. Their their month was very good. They've actually been so far this year, I think maybe other than Hard Rock, the biggest pleasant surprise. And, you know, they're kind of on their way to maybe starting to get close to Ocean and maybe retake the third place. Yeah, other than that, not too much to talk about. So we can get back to talking about the trip. Bally's $11 million month. So that's that's double digits. That's That's what you like to say. Yeah, I mean, as not great as that sounds, given where Bally's was before they were sold off, like, that's looking up a little bit for them, I think. Like, you're starting to see them regain a little bit of... It's it's much better. Golden Nugget's still also an $11 million month. Not very good. Resort's 13. I mean, those are all sort of to be expected, I think. Yeah, I think you're still a bit disappointed, especially if you're Golden Nugget. You don't like being that far behind Resorts, but that's just how it's been. Resorts has had a pretty decent lead for the last year, basically, I think. So I just don't think they care. <laughs> like I think it's all... They just they just rake it in on online, and that's all they care about. Yeah, they make so much in online, and yeah, it's like their online arm is public now or whatever. So I think that's just where the money is, but who knows? Who knows? They have the Bill's Bar and Burger going for them, and that's I guess that's not drawing the mm. people. Who would have thought? Is it better than Harris Bar and Burger or whatever it's called now? <laughs> AC Burger Co. <laughs> Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> it's my salute your shorts reference, Kyle. Indeed. In case you didn't get it. Oh, I got it. In case anyone under the age of 36 or over the age of 40 is listening to the show. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was a much better show than whatever Dude Ranch or whatever the other show was oh, called. Salute Your Shorts is amazing. Yeah, that's good. Budnick and Donkey Lips. Mm-hmm. What was the show with uh, the superhero kid, too? Oh, Pete and Pete. 
Pete and Pete, yeah, that was a very good show, too. Already the strongest man in the world. Indeed. Yeah. Who wasn't actually a kid? He was an adult. All right. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our listeners, you can do so at the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt. Please buy a shirt at do for a win.com. No mediums left, though. Uh, I still haven't confirmed that, but I, I guess I should at some point. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions for us to read on air to do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? I have anticipation for where this next part is going. I mean, I spoiled it for you before you watched it, yeah. so... And I mean part in the most euphemistic <laughs> way. <laughs> You'll see where we're going. I think the major part of the episode is Nucky was working with Rothstein to try to figure out what to do about Gipperzetti, you know, killing all of his henchmen, preventing Rothstein from getting his product that he paid for. So they had a very heated discussion in Rothstein's office, which was actually pretty amusing. Uh, it seemed like coming out of that, that they had basically agreed to disagree. Rothstein had some very funny quotes about how he feels about New Jersey and how he doesn't want to impact anything that actually matters dealing with it. So it seemed like they had they'd sort of disagreed on what to do. But at the end of the day, it, it seems like Rothstein actually ended up you know, agreeing with Nucky because he, it seems like they, they tried to get Jip killed, but alas, he survived. Just everyone else in the house got killed. I don't think there's just too much else to talk about. Got to see, uh, Margaret catching Nucky in, uh, the lingerie shop with Billy. So, yeah, we got some stuff about Jilly and Jimmy's mom's brothel losing money. And apparently the solution is to have Jimmy declared dead, and she doesn't seem to want to do that. We also got Van Alden, aka Mueller. Killing a federal agent again. I mean, his wife was mostly responsible for that. That's, that's true. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a whole weird scene. I mean, obviously the Jip Rossetti thing was the main part of the show, much to my dismay. And just like the very first scene was him in some sort of autoerotic asphyxiation. I say some sort of, it was just this <laughs> full on autoerotic asphyxiation telling the prostitute, like, you know, not to... Hold the up prostitute. On him at all. She's a waitress or whatever. Oh, that was Come the on, waitress? Man. Really? Yeah, I think so. Unbelievable. She's a nice girl. Could you see him pass out? Yeah, and he passes out. And and just like with that being the start of the show, I just like rolled my eyes so hard because the depth of this character is like a birdbath. Like it's <laughs> it's so bad, and just th there's no subtlety at all to anything about him. And then the first thing they show us is like, this guy's a loose cannon. How crazy can he possibly be? Like, let me, let's hammer it over your head yet another way. And then, so then the end scene where he's, they're trying to kill him and he's doing this again. And he's like, gotta try to get the waitress girl to untie him so that he doesn't get killed. She gets killed. I, I just had no time for any of that. And I'm ready for the Jip thing to be over. I think soon enough. I think he's going to kill a whole lot of people first. He's he's not going to survive the season certainly. No, no. I mean, he's already racking up a pretty big body count. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess the whole point of this season is just like he's sort of the big bad, and they've got to figure out a solution to it, and he'll be the boss at the end that they have to kill to get to the next level. I don't know. I don't think there's too much to talk about really nope. in this episode. It'll be interesting to see if Mueller is now part of the organized crime at the flower shop. Oh, it's, it's, it seems like that's that's where this is going, which has seemed like it's actually taken a bit longer to get there than I thought, because given that I think we talked about it in the first episode of the season or whatever, that this is what was going to happen. But That's at least an interesting twist. And it'll probably he'll probably come back around to somehow, you know, be dealing with Nucky in some way. So that'll be that'll be an interesting sort of like curvy road to, to go down. But the Jip stuff just is not interesting to me. We didn't even mention the main thing in the episode thing again 
as euphemistically as possible, which is that just at the end of the episode, you just get a whole lot of full frontal of of Jip. Jip it's more like full top down, but yeah. I promised you when you I had seen the episode and you hadn't that yes you were going to be getting a lot of gypstick in this episode and I did not lie to you. No, except the, so the first scene I was like oh here it comes and then it, it didn't and I was like I mean, I mean you, it, it sort of did but in some way but there wasn't really that much so I was like I like really that was worth telling me about and then at the end I was like oh no 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 Kyle was not lying. To I me. just. I, I don't know. I'm used to HBO. It's like, you know, they'll show it for like two seconds or whatever and then cut away. But it was like 60 seconds. It was a lot. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> we'll get to see some crazy stuff again next episode. Craig, your favorite. I'm sure. Yes. Crazy Jip. What crazy thing will happen next episode with Jip Rossetti? <laughs> Go crazy Jip Rossetti. <laughs> I think that's enough of that. We are All 14 right. minutes over on our over under of 10 p.m. Who won that bet anyway? <laughs> you did. Anyway, I hope you guys stay safe, and I hope that we also stay safe in Atlantic City, <laughs> and maybe we'll have an episode for you sometime soon with a trip recap. Episode 150, a trip recap. That's right. It'll be take us full circle from episode one, and uh, we'll be able to end the, end the series on the way we started it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, you know, <laughs> we'll never hear anything further than... In Boardwalk Empire, then an episode ending on yeah. Jip Rossetti's dick. So I think that's probably the best for everybody. That's the way to, to end it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, let me let me think here. So it's two and a half days, three and a half days, two. Wait, what? What's today? <laughs> what a start to the episode! Tuesday, Wednesday, and a half. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, and a half two and a half days. days. So it's, it's like, like 60, sixty hours. Yeah, perfect. Glad we did that math in our heads wow. to start Ooh, the boy. show. Boy, it's gonna be a good night. I can tell already. This one will be fire. Let's take another sip of beer before. We... <laughs> That's right. Mmm, mmm, it's good. All right. So, nineteen forty-nine, Atlantic City hosted the forty-sixth annual United States Bowling Congress Open Champ. Forty-six annual United States over. Bowling Congress <laughs> Open Championships. No, I'm not starting it over. <laughs> <laughs>